Welcome to the Estate Season Podcast with Matt and Reese, where we talk about real estate, investing, personal development, and life. Hey guys, welcome to the inaugural episode of the Estate Season Podcast. Uh, my name is Reese Williams. I'm here with my co-host, Matt Roslinski. Hey everybody. Um, we are realtors out of Simcoe. We work with DreamSpace Realty Group. And what we wanted to do is just kind of create a podcast that would be informative to not only realtors, but uh, people looking to get into the market, home buyers, selling, things like that. Um, that actually leads into the, the topic of our first podcast, which is going to be the top five mistakes new home buyers make. Simcoe County. Don't get it uh, twisted with the other Simcoe. Oh, yeah, I guess there's a city called Simcoe, isn't there? A town. A town. Okay, it's a township. Small, small area. Yeah. Uh, this is a, a large area. We'll be going through uh, just a bunch of things. Uh, monthly stats, updates, everything like that to, to kind of keep you informed and up to date. Um, it's not just going to be about real estate. There will definitely be more um, like business and personal life stuff on here as well. Uh, a couple guests on here and things like that. Um, but our first one, uh, we really wanted to make about getting people into the market and kind of informing them on, on what some of the, the common mistakes that people make are and really trying to help people get over those. Yeah. I'd say our first podcast is about, uh, first time home buyers. It's a, it's a, an excellent first podcast to have. Absolutely. I, I agree with you. Um, so kind of the, the first mistake, we'll just get right into it. The first mistake that we've found um, with our buyers and things like that is going through the pre-approval slash financing process and what that looks like. Um, I it's know like working with a bank versus a mortgage broker. Kind of what both of those things entail, um, whether I know a lot of people go with banks and they're not sure if they should or the broker. Our next episode, we're actually going to have the mortgage broker that we work with, uh, Charles, on the episode, and he's going to kind of discuss what he does as a broker and what that looks like and how that can kind of help you. Uh, But another area of discussion I wanted to get into, Matt, was kind of getting that pre-approval done and what it looks like uh, in comparison for pre-qualified versus pre-approval. Yeah, I think like like for instance, like my neighbors that just bought that house. Yeah, they're first time buyers, and uh, it's crazy to see like the the war that was waged to get that property for them. Like there were a lot of offers on that place, and uh, just I they worked with a mortgage broker, and I think that gave them an advantage over the bank. Uh, I think a lot of the time lenders have the ability to give people. Probably a little bit more money than what the bank might actually offer them, right? More money for sure and, and better rates. Oh, definitely. I know uh, Charles kind of go, will go into this more, but uh, one of the things that he was saying is when you, when you just go to a bank, what they offer you is what they offer you. You have no ability to go and counter that or, or check anywhere else really. Um, but what a broker does will he'll kind of accumulate all of the offers for you and discuss the options with you. Well, because they have more, 
like lenders that they can get in touch with, right? Absolutely. They have like uh, A plus lenders, A lenders, B lenders, things like that. Um, and they're able to find uh, different rates and things like that and, and kind of figure out different deals for different types of, of lending. I know not every house or every property will have the same kind of mortgage, whether it's like a modular home, a mobile home condo things like that there's there's different kind of contingencies that they have to take into account for for that kind of stuff um another big thing is kind of the do's and don'ts of credit before getting a mortgage or pre-approval or anything like that like what so like what i shouldn't apply for a credit card yeah, probably not a good idea. No, take definitely out any, not a good like, idea. Any large credit. Don't make any large purchases. Um, keep spending kind of the same. What you want to show is consistency in income and expenditures and things like yeah. that. So kind of taking any hits against credit or anything like that. Well, don't they say with uh, with credit cards, uh, just, just going back to credit cards real quick, they uh, don't make lump sum payments to it. Like always consistently make your minimum payment that actually boosts your credit rating higher yeah than just constantly tossing like 500 to a thousand dollars on your credit card yeah i mean making sure that you stay within that proper like credit range i think um obviously in that case talk to uh, a financial <laughs> yeah, expert <laughs> please don't take our advice on, on that um word on the street says yeah yeah we much prefer to go through real estate stuff than financial advice um but i know one thing that a lot of people get into as well is um thinking that once they get the house once they've signed that contract and the pre-approval like all of that stuff they think they're good they think they're kind of golden as far as they can kind of do whatever yeah they don't think about what once they're once they're done and they got their pre-approval and they got their financing that they can just go out and do whatever they want again but that's definitely not the case. I know we've seen a couple people, um, unfortunately, they'll they'll get that, they'll they'll win the bid for the house, they'll get everything done with the bank, and then they'll kind of be foolhardy with it, and the lenders won't want to kind of give them that money at the at the end. Even there. even crazy things like uh, like trying to future proof yourself by going out and setting up like new internet service. Like, there's a credit check on that. Yeah. That's going to hit your credit rating. Yeah. And people don't think that, like, something small like that's going to affect that. Yeah. It will. Absolutely. Furniture purchases. Um, obviously, people, I would hope they wouldn't get a car. They're, they're like, <laughs> hey, let's go. Let's go right out. Get, get a new house. Our first house ever. We've saved up all this money for the down payment. We've gone through all of the things to, you know, get like the land transfer tax back and, and all of those cool but things. But I want that plan. really nice new Acura sitting in the driveway before we move in. Yeah, that MDX is going right. to look peachy in our new townhome. Yeah, don't uh, do that. Please, guys, that's a terrible Do that after decision. you move in. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, what uh, What is another mistake that you found people, uh, first-time homebuyers specifically make um, in... And I guess buying their first home. I would say underestimating the time and financial burden of like work and let's say repairs or even renovations. Like renovations is a big one. People think that renovations are, you know, small and and sometimes quick to do. And sure, maybe they are. But 
you move into this place and you all of a sudden want to change the kitchen. That's huge. That's a big undertaking. Yeah, the HGTV effect. That's right. Uh, not everything can be done in 30 <laughs> minutes. Uh, growing 2250. up. 2250. Oh, you're right. We breaks. got a commercial break. I forgot about that. Home is on home style. That's right. Uh, <laughs> growing up, uh, my dad was actually in renovation. So we saw this a lot. People, people underestimated um, the time it took for permits and just even like take the work and, and or not finances. even getting a permit yeah right people are like oh i'm gonna break down this load-bearing wall and they don't realize <laughs> they're like oh this is my house i can do whatever but yeah that's actually you need permits for things like that and it's right? cheaper to just get the permit than yeah. it is to pay the fine after the fact yeah well i mean you gotta undo the work and stuff right right but realistically like there you have to take into account kind of the livability of each renovation right like redoing a, a closet like a walk-in closet is much easier to live through than a bathroom or the kitchen the kitchen is one of those things where you just you're eating out a like you're eating takeout yeah all the time things like that because you don't have anywhere to cook and now i mean uber is what for a meal for two you're spending 50 bucks yeah that that's another that's budget, gonna add up right I mean, even cost of renovations versus your actual budget. So, like, they can become pricey. The more you go into it, the deeper you get. Maybe you might find something that needs to be fixed, and now you're just yeah. adding an extra, like, five grand to the overall, like, having reno. A, having a contingency to the contingency. That's right. Right? You don't know what's behind Plan like, C. Yeah. You don't know what's behind the, the walls when you open them up, and and the time it takes to, to kind of do that, right? Like, Worst case scenario, what if you find mold or you know what's actually poor it's, it's crazy electrical? Right now, with the offers that people are putting into houses, they're clean. There's yeah. no building inspection. It's yeah. just here's my money, so they're not even getting building inspectors to go in and look. So the next thing they do, they move in, they start a rental, like you just said, they tear down a wall and there's a ton of mold. Yeah, and and don't get me wrong, right? Like if if you want that house, sometimes you have to. You have to be well that's just to, the market right now it's it's yeah clean offers are the you know that's what wins 100 percent um one kind of thing that i i did want to want to touch on is is the expertise on who you're actually hiring to do that right i know a lot of people see um like the hgtv stuff specifically and they're like oh <laughs> renovations aren't that hard hgtv <laughs> it was like the single worst thing for for re renovation companies like a but, little off topic here but you know i'm a butterfly collector and my wife here is a professional knitter and our I, budget is three million dollars we're looking for our third beach house that's yeah ah right. that's always yeah house hunters international was uh <laughs> is a gem for sure um but no just just hiring hiring the right people and vetting them and and going to sources that you trust. Yeah. Um, I know there's a lot of websites out there, Homestars being one of them, um, where a lot of like contractors and general uh, trades and things like that, they'll go and there's reviews and stuff like that. And you can kind of get a good sense for uh, their quality of work. There's pictures. You hope Well, that's just honest. it. I would want to like... It that sounds thing. a little crazy, but like for contractors that you that you want to trust renovating your house, it's almost worthwhile to be like, bring me a portfolio. Yeah. Like show me your work. And and not only that, right? But like the work is one thing, but trusting them in your home. Exactly. Like this right? is 
They, this is your castle. Yeah. Right? They're, Everybody thinks their house is a castle, and so exactly. they should. It's it's a job to them, but it, it's your world. It's that's your right. safety net. And so that's definitely kind of a big thing to, to watch out for is making sure that you vet them, you you see their work, the, the quality of it, you can attest to it. But and it might be more expensive now. Yeah. But in the long run... You you won't have to repair it. There's a there's a good saying in the home gym slash garage gym community. It's buy once, cry once, <laughs> and that's right. uh, that definitely lives up to this uh, to to this for sure. Um, question for you, Matt. Kind of one of the things that I found is uh, people not listening to the realtors and kind of getting outside opinions, like parents, for example. Well, parents right. know all. Yeah, of course. Didn't you know that. Right? So so getting outside help and, and not necessarily listening to the realtors. I know that you had a client, not a first-time home buyer, but you had a couple clients that uh, weren't really listening to you as far as like what to offer, like houses to go see, things like that. And then uh, they missed out on a couple homes just because they, they thought that they knew better and just didn't want to listen. So do you want to kind of elaborate on that a little bit more? I know that's a touchy subject for you. I that's, apologize. No, that's that's okay. Um, you, I think you're always going to run into those people, like the know-it-alls. And uh, I think what's really important is to, in your initial meeting with them, is to sit down. Uh, I believe our mentor said that, actually. Yeah. Uh, sit them down. Uh, in your first meeting and really like you know drill home the uh, the fact that like look like I'm the expert here's the things that you need to prepare yourself for like like offering or, or thinking that people are, are overbidding on houses right now yeah like 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 you said like the the one client didn't want to pay what they thought was an overpayment for the house but like the market's dictating what houses are going for right now people are listing low to get high yeah realistically um there's no such thing as an overpay in real estate i don't think there's been a, a five-year period where uh house prices have dropped and let's say you do overpay right and and your parents were right the house market dropped a little bit like all you have to do is just not move yeah that's a very easy way to win yeah it's just don't leave the place that's that you're it. in like you, i mean there's flippers and things like that, right? That's what they do for a living, but they have multiple yeah. houses, right? So I'm sure they have one primary residence, but like for the average person, especially for don't, f- don't move every few years. It's basically like, exactly for the, for first time home buyer, right? Like stick there for 10, 15, yeah. even 20 years. I know, I know they say on average that someone lives in a house for five years, kind of until that first, I guess, mortgage period is done. And then they kind of, they get that those bright eye bushy tail they're like oh we can we can move up we can do x y and z yeah but your house is only gonna go up in value yeah yeah i know um actually our mentor was talking about it uh where he he bought a a townhouse and he sold it and when we asked him what his biggest mistake in real estate was he said selling that (laughs) yeah because it went up almost double the price more than that right and obviously not every house is going to do that but But like like again like like we were just talking but it didn't happen in a year like if he sat on that property for 10 years he would have made x amount more money exactly right and so um 
really kind of having that relationship that uh, knowing that the person that you hired your realtor is um kind of there for you and they work for you they don't if you pick a good realtor they don't they don't want to see you like screwed over they don't they don't want anything they want you to find that place where you feel comfortable and happy exactly right like other houses will be out there if that's not the house for you um but like making sure that you take advantage of the opportunity for the houses that are there for you right and so another thing on that is is really getting like say say you see a house we've seen this a couple times say you see a house and you really love it and then you're like i want to go see it again with my my mom dad cousin brother sister nephew yeah people who already own houses kind of thing like this is your first purchase and you want to you want to take someone who's owned a house for 20 plus years or who's been through this like numerous times kind of thing you think that they're going to be more of an expert on the subject the person who studies the market exactly and sees what they deal with it day in and day out yeah there's a there's a massive difference right between uh, yeah, I've bought a couple houses in, in the past. Yeah, yeah. I know what I'm doing. W- without realizing that, like, weekly, monthly, yearly, things change. Daily. I know. I know in Barrie, in September, the price of a uh, detached house went up something like $30,000 a week. Yeah. Right? So in a month, that's yeah. like $100,000 plus thousand dollars that, that that price went up. How are you if you're not, like, learning the markets, watching the markets... Learning about all of those things, how are you going to be able to kind of like know what's going on with that stuff? Well, look at the the price across like just across the board. It hit new records this year. Yeah, absolutely. $965,000 on average in Simcoe County. Yeah, I know we're, uh, we're actually going to be doing the, uh, the December update in just a couple days. For those who aren't very good at math, that's only $35,000 away from a million dollars. That's insane. A million dollars on average. That's insane. Um, that actually kind of runs really, really well into mistake number four, timing. Right? Well, yeah. Um, I hate to keep bringing this up, but but a great quote from uh, someone I really respect was, time in the market always beats timing the market. Um, like like we said, no house. Uh, like the the cost of a house hasn't gone down in a five-year period um ever right it might get stagnant it might plateau but it's not going to drop even if it goes down like a little bit again all you have to do is not move exactly right so being hesitant and non-committal to a property um very much doesn't work we had clients recently who loved a house but they were like no it has xyz wrong with it and then a month later a month later, they after, were like, "Let's put an offer in." Yeah, well, it's too late, and it had sold. That was yeah, actually two properties up. for it that. Firmed up. Two properties for them did that. Unfortunately, that, uh, that house was. Uh, it was very nice. It even had they had an escape clause in there for the seller. Yeah, and the the whole thing was that the initial buyer, their condition was to sell their property for like their property, and then once their property sells, they firm up the deal. Which it is, took them like, which is crazy. It I took, don't even know. I don't even remember how long it took. It them took to sell them their house. a month and a half, two months. But then our clients come back and they turn around and they say that they want to put an offer on it. Well, you guys are a, a month too late. Yeah, honestly, they, it would have been done there, right? 
Um, this kind of also loops back to to the first mistake, right? And not really preparing in advance, getting that that pre approval, making sure you understand that um, you, you know kind of what money you're working with, what you're able to to do. And, and they weren't even first time buyers. That's the crazy part. Yeah. Like they've been through it numerous times. Like they should have known better. Yeah. It's hesitancy is all it is, right? Yeah. And, uh, and that's, that's our job is really to try and like limit that. It's just some people are the way they are. Yeah. So one thing I do want to touch on that goes goes back to the first one that I, I don't think we mentioned is just because you get pre-approved for let's say it's $700,000 doesn't mean you need to spend $700,000, right? <laughs> At no point um are you are you like oh man i have to do this you, yeah. you really have to find a house that not only you like but also fits into your budget yeah right nothing is worse than being mortgage broke where you over leverage and you are are struggling every month to to put food on the table because you had to have that extra washroom in a house well that goes hand in hand with mistake five yeah which is underestimating the costs associated with home purchase that's true that is true. There like, are so use, many costs. I'm going to use my neighbors as an example again. Yeah, that's fine. Um, like the, uh, obviously, it's public knowledge on what people buy a house for. Yes. Like you can find that on House Sigma. Like yeah. You just make an account. It's free. You can see what a house sells for. Exactly. The list versus... Exactly. And uh, first-time buyers. First-time buyers. Didn't it sell for like eight seventy? Eight twenty-three. Oof. $823,000. Oh. It was listed for six ninety nine. Yeah, and these are first time buyers that were competing against other people. And it's because they went to a mortgage. I don't okay. Because they went to a mortgage brokered. They had more leverage. Helped. It probably they, helped. They had more leverage in what they could. Exactly. I'm sure they, they had an amazing up. down payment. Like I don't know all those details. Don't get me wrong, but like, like mortgage brokers versus a bank. A bank is going through RBC. RBC yeah. is the lender. You go to a mortgage broker. Could he's be RBC. Have a list. Of lenders, yeah. RBC could be in there. Yeah. He could have a, a totally separate entity that has the ability to give a first-time buyer X amount of dollars more than what the than what RBC or TD can give rate. you for a much better rate. Yeah, because that I mean the banks, the banks like that's how they make their money is on rates. Yeah, right. They're, so they're prime plus instead of instead of that. But and, um, and you know what? Like they they obviously got the house. They got it for way over asking, but they got it. Yeah, I mean, realistically, one hundred twenty-five thousand isn't actually that much over asking in today's market, right? But that goes down to no, that goes down market. to a lot of other things, right? Like uh, again, it's not it's, listing. It's what the houses are dictated in the market. The price is yes. dictated by the price that was sold yeah. for, not what it was listed at. One hundred percent. That one hundred percent wasn't an overpay, right? Because that was a great investment for them. Oh yeah, for sure. I know you're giving me the, uh, but honestly, it it wasn't right because in ten years, if they want to move, that's gonna they're gonna have like a solid asset there. Oh, hundred percent. Right. Absolutely. Uh, but that eight twenty five. There's nothing better than a house for an asset. Uh, we would disagree, but a house is the greatest asset you could ever own. It is because it's your home. Exactly. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> That's neither here nor there. Um, houses are fantastic assets. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna act like it's not a, a stellar investment. Reese wants to live in the sky. He likes condos. I do. Anyway, um, personal opinions aside, 
Um, one of the things that people don't take into account is all of the additional fees, right? So you have land transfer tax. I know, I know there's a couple things for first time home buyers, like you'll get X amount back. Um, but it's not only that, right? So you have like insurance, you have moving costs, you have setup of services, you have cleaning, you have, um, like X, Y, and Z other expenses. You have, uh, let's say there's like natural gas. You're going to have proration on year for that. Property exactly, tax yeah. proration. You're going to have so many other fees. Lawyers. Um, that's one that... You said moving costs, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I said moving costs. <clears throat> uh, that That's an expense that people don't realize, right? Like how much is it going to cost? Think about, to... think about if you're moving across the country. Yeah. Like, again, I, this is the third time I'm doing this, but like... My neighbors, yeah, the people they, that sold, they moved out to Alberta. Oh, wow. Like, that's a big move, dude. Yeah, absolutely. And the cost on that would be... But... That would be massive. Yeah. Now, what they paid for the house versus what they got for it, Yeah, they can afford it. They, they definitely won. Oh, and, and 100%. In comparison to, to what the house well, prices they were, would be. They there. were smiling ear to ear when they were taking the pictures outside of the sold sign. Yeah, absolutely. But um, definitely making sure that you're you're keeping all of those costs kind of in mind when you do that. Let's say Excel spreadsheets come in very handy. Yeah, <laughs> big big handy. You know whatever whatever financial planning tools you guys want to use <laughs> is the correct one for you. Um, one thing to to kind of keep into account, um, and I want to talk on. Um, actual like home ownership costs that people don't think of but um, the just moving in having emergency funds just in case something happens right say there's a pool that you you have um, and there's no warranty for it in the the agreement anything like that what happens if there's something wrong with the pool that's a big expense right or your dishwasher leaks or the fridge doesn't work or um maintenance and repair costs yeah just like, general general right out of the gate moving living in and, costs. You, and you damage something yeah now you're fixing it now, right now the cost on the repair right? exactly plumbing yeah that that can be a huge thing right absolutely you you never know the issue with covid right now is nobody wants you touching anything yeah so when you're going through a house i mean before everything you're opening up down. closets you're, you're, you're opening up closets you're checking the water pressure you're open you're, you know you're turning on faucets yeah to make sure the water's decent it's you're judging through. their plates and cutlery <laughs> right i some people have weird dishes they but, do <laughs> but hopefully they have those beautiful glass cupboard doors yeah where you can just you can just see exactly you can judge them without touching anything exactly but yeah no like you, silent you can't even, out you can't loud check that now right no you can't go through and, and you're not supposed all to. The you're not supposed to. Yeah, you're not supposed to. Yeah, that that's a big. You're not supposed to. Yeah, but realistically, in a perfect world, you would want the house to be in livable condition once you move in. Exactly. But that's not always the case, right? And that's another problem. Going back to the, the no conditions, no, you know, you're yeah. offering a clean condition with no like building inspection. Yeah, it's what it's if, a crazy thing to think about, man. I, what I if? Just, what if you? What if the sellers didn't uh, let you know that there was like an oil tank buried, or Ooh, things like that, right? Like one. that that goes into like lawsuits and stuff like that. So oh, I don't yeah. really want to touch on that. But 
like there's so many little things that you just don't think of that that really go into moving and and setting up a, a house um even living costs right so going from renting to to owning you're gonna have things like utilities you're gonna have to pay for internet i don't know what your your current living if cost is you're you're real lucky if you're renting an all-inclusive yeah nowadays you're yeah. real lucky so yeah like if if that's the case and you and you finally do get to purchase your own home that's one thing that's going to really hit home hard is yeah. the cost of electricity i know water all of the utilities that you're not used to paying for yeah and imagine if you're going from like living with family to that now not only do you have utility costs property taxes internet hydro but you also have like living expense costs right so like paper towel soap yeah soap is so expensive light bulbs yeah dude you're right uh <laughs> like the, the smallest things that you yeah. don't ever think about filters for your like yeah your, your furnace yeah your furnace yeah uh if you have a a, a water softener you have to buy the pellets Salt. for that yep yep uh shoveling things like that like things that people just don't if you're living with your parents and you're not shoveling the driveway though get on that come on you don't deserve to be at the parents house yeah i i agree a lawnmower right yeah. La lawn care yeah. takes so much work that you just it does don't it seems really small right like it does it, oh like i gas, just gotta mow the lawn filling yeah but like filling up a, a jerry can of gas to keep in the garage to fill your lawnmower like it doesn't yeah. need a lot but it's an extra 50 bucks yeah you know what i mean you're you're and and that's not even for a full season of of lawn cutting depending on the size of your property exactly everything like that um yeah. it's crazy just the amount of expenses that that go into owning property yeah and like we like we just said like you're going back and you're looking at even the smallest things man smallest things that you don't ever think about yeah because you're not paying for it at the time a hundred percent and then all of a sudden the light bulb goes off and you're like oh my god now don't get me wrong right uh we've said a lot of negative things is the five like top five they're mistakes, mistakes. right there's and things that people don't think about yeah everybody has to go through mistakes to to learn exactly that's um, how you learn but home ownership is one of the best things that you can do um homeowners <clears throat> have a uh net worth of uh, on average 40 percent more than renters um you're consistently building towards uh, an asset yeah and not only that it's your own space right you can say you're renting whatever but it's not your own home and, and so having that and having that place to go home to at night that is yours that's amazing your castle exactly um we just wanted to, to kind of keep it real with a bunch of the mistakes. And we're probably missing a bunch. Oh, there's like there's so many that we're probably yeah, missing that we never touched on. Very specific things like, oh, the first time I bought a house, I forgot that um, heating, like the type of heating matters. Electric versus gas. Yeah. Yeah. Do you live out in the middle of nowhere and you have like a, a fireplace that you have to get wood for? I mean, there's not a lot of places like that kind of in the southern simcoe county but yeah but like in as you get more north, my cousin who lives on the side of a mountain next to a lake up in thunder bay 
he has to do that. <laughs> yeah, that's a vastly specific. That's a, oh, yeah, he just lives on a mountain by a lake. That, that's uh, it, dude. It's <laughs> above it his, the clouds. Built it with his bare hands. Him yeah. and his dog. That's impressive. He probably knows what it's insulated with then. Oh, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Honestly, though, guys, um, thank you for for joining us on the the first ever episode of the Estate Season podcast. Um, I know this one is probably a little rough volume wise. Oh, for sure. And the, things like this that was thrown together with uh, masking tape and is duct tape, but. <laughs> You know, duct tape fixes all. Not even all. duct tape. No, no. Not even duct tape. No I duct. can't even quote Red Green right now. No, no duct tape involved in the making of this podcast. Aging myself with that one. Uh, it's okay. Everybody knows how old you are anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Your youthful exuberance is gone. No, I'm joking. It's and it's not. December 30th right now. It is. We're actually recording this before, uh, before 2022, which is when this podcast is going to release. 2022 in parentheses it's just 2021 again because we never really had a year yeah like it's just last... been the same year <laughs> it's been this it's gonna it's, be this it's day. actually been the same uh full decade that's right right 2020 <laughs> onwards i know we're supposed to be two years we're 20 percent into this decade nah we're not it's the same thing um but yeah thanks for everybody for listening next couple episodes are going to be pretty cool uh once we kind of figure <clears throat> out more uh technical sides of this we're actually going to get charles our mortgage broker on and grill him with all the hard-hitting questions like if he got home from a day of work and he opened his freezer to grab food and there was a penguin in there what's the first thing he would do you know i don't know is the penguin alive or is it not who knows um we're also gonna be going through if it was i would be impressed right maybe it's a magical freezer um we're also going to be going through kind of december stat updates and then we're going to do a year in review and kind of what to expect next um and then touch on actually the building side of things uh don't forget check out our social media uh facebook instagram we will have uh monthly updates on the market uh in simple county things like that uh we'll put out videos on facebook and we'll do some uh Introduce some like Instagram reels and yeah. things like that. I know we want to introduce uh, some small businesses in in Barry and in particular. There's one I have in mind that I can't wait to interview. That's going to be pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but that's a secret. Yeah. Perfect. You gotta uh, you gotta watch our episode of Explore Barry. That's right. Uh, thank you guys very much for uh, joining us for the first 35 minute podcast. I didn't think we had 35 minutes worth of stuff. I can't believe I was able to talk that long. Crazy.